Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Devarim. We begin the fifth book of the Torah. It is called Mishnah Torah. And while we do have a review that Moshe is providing the next generation about to go into Eretz Yisrael with much of the history of what transpired in the desert in the past 39 years. We have coming up next week the Ten Commandments, the review of the Revelation. But I think it's very important for us to realize that we read Parshas Devarim every year prior to Tisha B'Av. And we pray and we believe that Tisha B'Av will become a holiday. But as long as it is not, and we have to sit down on the ground and mourn, then it's important that we take note of the fact that the commentaries tell us that the opening pasuk, Elad Vorim, these are the words, Asher Diber Moshe Okol Yisrael, that Moshe spoke to all Israel. This is an unusual way to begin speaking to all Israel. And the rabbis tell us, Ooh, who is Moshe talking to? Not only those in front of him, but Okol Yisrael. He's speaking to all Israel over the generations. When they read the Torah, if you're privileged to hear the Torah reading, tomorrow, in shul, in a backyard, or you read the parsha yourself at home, understand that this is being spoken to you, to each and every one of us. And I'll try to share with you one of the messages of this Sefer Musar, the book of Musar that the book of Devarim is at the end. According to the Chinuch, who follows the Rambam, there are two negative mitzvos found in this week's parsha. Both of them are related to judges. One, that the community should appoint only judges that are worthy and knowledgeable, and second of all, the judges should not be afraid of the litigants, and they are to give proper judgment. Unfortunately, because this coming Wednesday night is and Thursday is Tisha B'Av, I feel compelled to review some of the halachos with you and just to remind you I'll try to run through them if you have any questions please consult your local Rav so understand already that this coming Wednesday afternoon the rabbis tell us that after mid the day we're already which is approximately a few moments after one so we are already close to Tisha B'Av and ideally and this is such an interesting concept that ideally that which I'm going to learn 
on Wednesday afternoon is to be on my mind Wednesday night. And since I'm not to study Torah Wednesday night and Thursday, so there's even a question as to what I should be studying this coming Wednesday afternoon. Again, Halavai, we were all on that level, but it shows us what the ideal is. And so already on this coming Wednesday afternoon, one should not take a pleasure walk after Chatzos to try to remind us of what is going to happen. We're not going to say Tachanun at Mincha this coming Wednesday afternoon. Nothing could be more exciting than that. Why? It's an Erev Yom Tov. And it's not a contradiction that we're going to sit down, unfortunately, if it has to be that way, this coming Wednesday night until Thursday, mid the day, we're going to sit till Chatzos on the ground, and we're going to cry. And at the same time, we didn't say Tachan on Wednesday afternoon because Kora Olay Mo'ed, because I am not sure I am positive that Tisha B'av will become a holiday. But until that time... And in order to make it a holiday, each and every one of us has to undergo the uh, availus, the mourning, the restrictions of, um, of Tish Ab'av. There is the Suda Hamafsekes, which is the final meal, which is eaten prior to the fast, and it's eaten uh, any time from Chatzos and An. Okay, on this coming uh, Wednesday until uh, Shkia, which is at approximately 8.20. Now, you're not going to eat until 8.20. You're going to be, uh, I'm sorry, Shkia is 8.13. You're not going to eat till 8.13. You're going to be smart enough, you know, to stop, you know, a few moments before. Okay, one eats first a regular meal, just like on Erev Yom Kippur, The Torah was concerned that you should be healthy and that you've eaten in order that you can fast on Yom Kippur. Here too, one is to eat a regular meal before and recite Birkas HaMazon. That meal is now over. And then ideally go to the Beis HaKnesses for Mincha. If you have that opportunity, wonderful. If not, Tavim Mincha at home. And then the Suda Mavsekes, which means the dividing meal, is eaten. Number one, three or more people should not, talking about males, should not eat this meal together in order not to require a zimun. Right? This meal is not a happy one, and therefore we are not to sit together in a friendship, in a group environment. And even if three or more did sit together, zimun is omitted. And the meal should be eaten sitting on the ground or sitting low while you can still wear your shoes. And after the meal, you can still sit on a chair until sunset. Now, let's understand something. I'm going to talk about the Seder plate because when was the um, Seder this year? The first Seder was on a, that's correct, Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday were the first days for us outside of Eretz Yisrael, but Thursday was Pesach, and that's the way it falls out of the calendar. So whereas on 
the ka'ara, on the Seder plate, you had two different cooked foods. You had the roast shank bone, and you had the hard-boiled egg, symbolizing, among the many different things, that this is a um, substantive meal. It's a su'uda chashuva. On the night of Tisha B'Av, at this meal, we don't eat two cooked foods together. And therefore, all we have is Minog Yisrael 1, a hard-boiled egg. As a mourner, when they come back from the cemetery, eats that hard-boiled egg, so do we. The minog is to dip it in ash. The minog is to eat it with a piece of round bread. And that's it. That is the Suda Hamavsekes. If you want, tea or coffee can be drunk and accompany that meal. All right? And the uh, point is that if you plan to begin the fast with the conclusion of this meal, fine. Then all the laws of Tisha B'Av begin except for the wearing of leather shoes and sitting on a chair, which is still permitted until the start of the fast, which once again is Shkia in the New York area at 8.13. If one does not wish to accept the laws of Tisha B'Av immediately after the final, the Sudam Avsekes, so either explicitly say so or think this, and if you wish to brush your teeth, if you wish to take a drink, you can still do until uh, the fast begins at Shkia. Okay, with Tisha B'Av starts at Shkia on Wednesday evening, and it continues until Thursday night, depending upon your community, either 42 or 50 minutes after sunset on this coming Thursday. Eating, drinking, washing one's body, marital relations, and the wearing of leather shoes are prohibited on Tisha B'Av as they are as they are prohibited on Yom Kippur. Understandably, Yom Kippur is biblical, Yom Tisha B'Av is not. It is Midivrei Kabbalah, which means from the prophets, but it's very important to know. So whereas, if somebody had to eat on Yom Kippur, so then we tell them that they eat with shiurim, with certain measures, meaning you would take a bite and wait, and then after seven, eight minutes, take another bite, and etc. Not so on Tisha B'Av. If one has to eat on Tisha B'Av, they do so without shiurim. Same is true with drinking. But needless to say, if you have to drink, then drink, but don't eat. If one has to do both, by all means do. And that's a very important point, namely, listen to your doctors. If your doctor tells you not to fast, 
you are not to fast. Okay, the, the mikvah is closed this coming Wednesday night. And rinsing one's mouth on Tishabov or using mouthwash is not permitted. A pregnant or nursing mother should try fasting. However, very important, no heroics. So whereas I'm speaking to those healthy individuals, and if you say to me, I've got a little bit of discomfort on Tisha B'av, I'm going to tell you, come on, you can do it. Not so the woman who is pregnant or nursing. A sick person, remember, does not have to fast and should not fast. And if there are certain medications that a person must take, then you must take them. Discuss with your doctor which ones you must and which one could wait until after the fast. If you have to take it with a little bit of water and perhaps put in a little bit of mouthwash with that water so that you'll it'll go down but without that even pleasant neutral taste of the water. A woman who gave birth during the past 30 days is not obligated to fast. One is not to wash or immerse in water any part of their body except upon arising in the morning. We wash what is known as negovasa with a cup. We alternate right, left, right, left, right, left on our hands till our knuckles. We rinse, shake the water off your fingers and with your fingers a little bit moist, rub them through your eyes a little bit on your face, and that's it. However, if a person gets dirty during the day, so they're not washing for the purpose of benefit, but they're washing to cleanse themselves, that they can do. If you're taking care of a baby and you get dirty, by all means you can wash yourself. And even before davening, the pro proper procedure is to wash your hands before davening. Once again, wash your fingers before davening. After using the bathroom, we wash our fingers to the knuckles. After touching parts of a body that are normally co covered. And if a person has to prepare food for somebody else during for children or an adult, by all means that you can wash the food on Tisha B'Av and your hands are going to get wet, not a problem. If a person has to eat on Tisha B'Av and they're even going to have bread, so you would wash your hands, al-natilas yodayim, hamotzi, and you would add nachem, the special paragraph that we add uh, in the Shemona Esrei before the bracha of uvenei Yerushalayim. One who perspires heavily can use deodorant on Tisha B'Av. All other beauty aids and lotions may not be applied. You can comb your hair on Tisha B'Av. Sunbathing is forbidden on Tisha B'Av. Leather shoes or shoes covered with leather may not be worn on Tisha B'Av. Now, even children, boys under 13, girls under the age of 12 should, listen carefully, not wear 
leather shoes as well. From the letter of the law, boys under 13, girls under 12 are not obligated to fast. However, they should fast part of the day to recognize and realize that they are part of the Jewish community. One should not sleep in the usual fashion this coming Wednesday night, but rather in a less comfortable way. If you usually sleep with two pillows, try one. And if you only have one, try without. You are entitled to sleep. Just the idea is, it's all in our mind to try to drive the fast and its restrictions home and meaningful. Until Chatzos on this coming Thursday on Tish Abba'av, one is to sit low on the ground or on a stool, a chair less than 12 inches above the ground. All right? Now, the idea is that learning Torah on Tisha B'Av is prohibited. That's a strong word. Now, what does that mean? We're to learn from this how important learning Torah should be to all of us. It is to be, as Dovid HaMelech says, Nesamche Lev. It literally gladdens the heart. I feel privileged to be able to study God's Torah. I learn something. I'm excited. I become happy therefrom. Now, the rabbis understood that the Jew is obligated to study Torah all the time. Vigisabo Yomam Valayla. And therefore, the rabbis have said that just as we recite the, the uh, parts of our davening, whereby the korbanos that are said every day, Ezumukomon, Rabbi Shmuel Omer, is all said as part of Seder Hayom, the day uh, recitation of prayer, so too the Talmud Torah of those sad parts of our tradition, namely parts of the book of Eov, Sefer Yirmiyahu, the third Gemara, third chapter in the Gemara Moe Katan, the fifth chapter of the Gemara Gitin, the Sefer Eicha, and even the Medrash Eicha can be studied. And I will add, as since this day is a day that we commemorate all future sorrows that occurred to the Jewish people, as we find in the 25th Kina, which we go from specifically morning of the two Bate Migdash, and now we go to approximately a thousand years later, to the time of the first Crusades in 1096, that unfortunately the Jewish communities of worms, mines, spire, were decimated and destroyed. So we have the 25th Kina, 
of Mi'itain Moshi Mayim, where we enumerate and we go through these tragedies, and we add a very important line in that kina. We say, We are not permitted to add another day of mourning to our calendar. Why? Because we recognize and realize that it all stems from the destruction of the Beis Amigdash, all of our sorrows. And therefore, appropriate reading and learning for Tisha B'Av is the extensive Holocaust material whereby we are able to connect Lo'aleinu with that very dark chapter of Jewish history which we believe is a direct result of the Churban Habayis. Ideally, no business should be conducted starting from Wednesday night at least until Chatzos on, uh, on Thursday. Exchanging gifts is prohibited on Tisha B'Av and we are not to greet one another on Tisha B'Av. We don't say good night Wednesday night to people we don't say good morning. It's a simple thing. Why mention it? Because the fact that I can't do it on Tisha B'Av is to remind us how important a good morning is, how important it is to greet somebody. And that, that I can't do it on Tisha B'Av plays and makes all the more of a significant um, factor upon us. For those that will be in the Beis HaKnesses on Tisha B'Av, so the paroches, the covering of the Ark, is either removed or pushed aside starting Wednesday night before Mayriv until after Mincha on Tisha B'Av. I just want to uh, remind you that on Tisha B'Av morning, we do not put on the talis and tefillin, in Eicha, in the second chapter of Eicha, the Yirmiyahu uh, tells us that, unfortunately, Hishlich Mishamayim Eretz Tiferes Yisrael. He, Hashem, cast down from heaven to earth the glory of Israel. And the glory of Israel is, says the Mishnah Brura, out filling. Our practice is we do not um, put on our tefillin nor the talis in the morning. We do put them on for mincha on uh, Tisha B'av afternoon. Finally, because Tisha B'av is on a Thursday this year, under normal conditions we would wait until midday of the 10th because the Beis HaMikdash burned until midday of the 10th to resume the activities such as washing clothes. However, you can wash clothing this year, Thursday night, because of, please God, Shabbos Nachamu, which is coming next Shabbos. Other restrictions 
are still there, meat and wine, until midday on, uh, please God, next Friday. I just want to share with you one powerful idea from the Sapurno. I told you the book of Devarim is a book of Musar. Moshe is giving Musar to the Jewish people. Now, we learn so much from how to give Musar that Moshe speaks about it in a roundabout fashion, telling them, reminding them of the place where the various um, sins were. In between the enumeration of their wrongdoings and Moshe's reminding them of the terrible sin of the Meraglim, the Torah tells us of Moshe, Echa, Moshe's crying out to God. Echa es solavadi. I cannot do it by myself. Namely, I cannot carry on my shoulders Torchachem, Masachem, Verivchem. Your quarrels, your burdens, and your argumentation. Now, the Torah goes on to say that what does Moshe do? Moshe appoints judges. He appoints in chapter 1, verse 15, I appointed over you leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of fifties, and leaders of tens. Asks the Sapurno, give out leaders of tens? What's going on here? Does that mean that every ten Jews needed a referee to stop them from their quarreling? Oh my goodness, how can that be? And beyond that, says the Sapurno, wait a second, these people had just witnessed a incredible metaphysical existence a miraculous existence in the desert, the Ananei Kavod, the Mun, and the Be'er. Moreover, they were given the good news that when you come into Eretz Yisrael, you're going to be able to defeat them without the strength of your army, but rather, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do it all. Yes, you have to fight, but don't worry, you will win. When you have this in your mindset, there should have been no room for any argumentation. There should have been no room for any fighting. Ay, 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 I feel like crawling under the desk. There should have been no room for every ten people needing a referee. Stop fighting one with another. Stop fighting. So just remember, my friends, two things. If you're looking to fight, you'll always find what to fight about. But also remember, it takes two to quarrel. If somebody else begins and you don't respond, there will be no quarrel. There will be no fight. The Gemara in Shabbos 88b tells us, Aluvin ve'enon olvin, those who are insulted but do not respond with an insult. Shomim cherposan, they hear the disgrace but they don't reply 
unbelievable. Aleihem Makosav Omer. For you, there the pasuk says, the Ohavov Kitsais Hashemesh Pivuraso. They who love Him, Hashem, shall be as the sun going forth in its might. We are charged every year to read and listen to Parshas Devarim. We all want big things from Hashem. We each have our communal and personal listing. The first and foremost, Shiabana Beis Amigdash. Hashem, please give us back the Beis Amigdash. With that, we have everything. We have that close personal relationship with you. We have that incredible relationship with one another. So if we are asking for big things, there's only one response on our part. We have to be big. We have to be the big one. And each person knows that in their life and in their situation, we're confronted with circumstances, obstacles, and challenges. If we have to put Parshas Devarim in a very succinct term, says the Sapurno, two words, be big. Halavai, we go into Tisha B'Av with this mindset, and as a result, we should truly be Zohar, that Korah Olai Mo'ed, we should celebrate, please God, in the future, the ninth of Av. Shabbat Shalom to all.